Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Are you in recovery and chose to tune in for some inspiration? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you are here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I spent most of my life drinking, and eventually I realized how alcohol was negatively impacting my life in many ways. One day at the age of 39, I decided I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, and I reached out for help. I have been sober since 2012, and it has changed my life in ways I never imagined. I am so happy that I got the chance to live a more comfortable life free of the chains of addiction. Today, my life just keeps getting better. Sober Gratitudes was born out of the desire to recover out loud so that others could see the hope in sobriety. In each episode, I speak with a recovered alcoholic or addict who shares how their life changed for the better after they got sober. I welcome you to subscribe to my podcast to hear these amazing stories of people from all walks of life. They too want to share in this mission to help others and to end stigmas of addiction. I promise you, you will be inspired. Whether you have been here before or you were a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute to write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for dropping in today and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. So I am really excited for today's episode with the founder of the Ultimate Mom Challenge, the website and whatamom.com, and more recently, the Sober Mom Squad. My guest is a wife and a mom of two children and a well-known and gifted blogger on all things about parenting and sobriety. I'm thrilled to have her on today. I see her as an authentic sober mom influencer on social media with regards to the challenges and joys of motherhood the mommy wine culture, and her own journey getting sober. I am inspired by her because she is willing to be radically honest with grace, humor, and humility. She will be celebrating three years of sobriety in December and has committed to full public transparency in an incredibly effective way, a way that allows us to feel safe, supported, seen, and heard. So it is my pleasure to welcome Celeste Yvonne. Hi, Celeste. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. If you could just start to share a little bit about your current project, uh, the Sober Mom Squad. Yeah, um, we have just launched this um, this project. Um, it's called the Sober Mom Squad, and it is just for moms who struggle with addiction, who are sober curious, who are sober. Um, anyone um, who uh, relates to that at all um, as a mother. And um, essentially what happened was when COVID first hit in March, um, Emily from um, Highlight Reel, I <laughs> blanked for a second, Highlight Reel Recovery, she reached out and said, how can we, like, obviously this is really impacting all of us. Uh, we're all being quarantined. All of our recovery meetings have just been canceled overnight. Um, how can I support the community? Do we need to start a group or something? And me and four other, three other girls um, in the sobriety space said, uh, yeah, 
and let me help. And um, so from there, we started a weekly sober support meeting just for, for moms, um, a Zoom call. And every week we connected with, um, with moms and it grew and it grew um, to the point where over the course of six months, we've had over a thousand people subscribe. And towards the end of summer, we realized school's going to start back up. How is this going to look? And um, we said to the community, are we done? D did you guys get what you needed from this? And they said, no, absolutely not. If anything, we need more meetings. We need more support. Um, things are getting harder, not easier. And so we started this entire community called the Sober Mom Squad. And um, we are gonna have daily small meetings, um, a lot of opportunity to connect, um, an entire safe space for anybody who wants to explore uh, what sober living is gonna look like for them. Uh, master classes, expert webinars, um, the whole shebang. Um, and Honestly, like the group of women have been such a force. Um, I have found best friends in this process. Um, so like these are the girls that I come to crying because it was a horrible day. And it's to find such an amazing um, squad, no pun intended, um, in COVID, I mean, what a gift. Um, so that's what the group is. We, we are launching the, um, the whole program. Uh, it's not a program, it's a community on Monday. And um, we are just so excited because the demand's been there and we knew um, things have been getting harder. So we're, we're so glad that we can finally have something to offer people beyond once a week, um, a, a weekly meeting. That's amazing. That's incredible. And I love, I get so excited when I see women doing this together. Nobody quite understands um, the challenges of motherhood like other moms. And that's why I think this space is so unique. Um, you can go to other support groups and get connection, but it's the connection from other mothers who get it and who've been there um, that that is so relatable. And that's, I think that's what really makes this group unique and special. So the feedback that you've been getting from moms who joined over the summer, what has been like the take home? What, or what, what do they come with? Like it's been the biggest issue and how is it resolved? What I'm hearing is the biggest issues relapse. Um, this is a really, really challenging time. It was for me too. Um, there is a point I think we've all reached during the pandemic where we're like, I'm isolated. My community's gone. My support's gone. My routine's gone. Everything that I've been using to maintain my sobriety has somehow been lost um, in this new normal. Um, it's for there's a little voice inside your head that's like, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're going to relapse, now would make sense. Um, the little voice inside of you, or that it's in me at least, that's like, it would be understandable for you to start drinking again because this is crazy. And 
I think, uh, I think other people can identify with that because we are seeing the numbers come up. We are seeing the relapses. And I think um, we are put in such a disturbingly strange situation that for us as mothers especially to be put in this position where we are distance learning, we're, we're working, we are socially isolating, we um, have all these things on over, over our heads that um, have never happened before in our generation. Um, and it's scary. I mean, in recently we were, I was talking to a friend and she's like, I'm tired. I'm drained. Um, I just, I don't have not only the energy, but the stamina or um, the drive to do anything right now. Is that normal? And I said, we, our bodies have been in fight or flight, um, you know, ready to go for almost six months now. Like, our body's done. Like they are tired. <laughs> they, they, they're ready for survival mode to be turned off and we can't obviously turn it off. So I think that's been the, the most common theme I've been hearing is we are drained. Our bodies are drained and it's really hard to stay strong in such a scary, um, unprecedented time. Yeah, it is. Um, even though you are a big part of <laughs> running it, I would imagine it must be helpful for you as well. It's a, it's absolutely a safe space for me too. And um, these women, they, they get me at my highs and lows. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And I'm just honest about it. Like um, one, one of the times I was supposed to run the meeting and I told Emily, I'm like, I can't do it today. Like I, I forget what specifically, oh, I remember my um, we have a um, nanny watching um, one of my children while my other one goes to school while I work. And she quit at like 8.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. And I was just distraught. Uh, and, I, and I had to be at work. So I was just a mess. And at that point, I just, I said, Emily, you got to run the show today because I'm, I'm just not there. And I still listened, you know, I'm still listening. I'm still a participant. I I'm just not, um, hosting it and, you know, pushing all the buttons because I just wasn't, um, mentally, um, capable that day. Um, because this is, you know, I think I, I, I just wrote something about this. Like nobody is thriving in this experience. If you are thriving in this experience, holy cow, you are superhuman. The goal of the pandemic is to survive. Like the goal is to survive. And that's my goal every day. Get through the day. Because we are, if, we, if you are going above and beyond that, you are amazing. But our goal right now is not to be writing books. Our goal is right now not to be launching new careers or to be running marathons or anything like that. Our goal is to be making it through and getting through this. Um, so that's, um, that's been kind of my, my purpose and drive right now too. Um, and that's my, that's my advice for anybody else um, who feels like they're struggling right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we've taken the philosophy here at my household of keeping things really simple 
and uh, I'm grateful that I've had the, the time in um, the program, the 12-step program that I'm in has been so beneficial in helping to create an atmosphere of, of real um, peace and calm. And, you know, my children know I'm in sobriety. They know I'm in AA. They know that I go to meetings three times a day. Um, they know that I do this podcast. They know that, and, and um, they are doing their, their stuff and they come down, you know, and so it's, you know, it's, I'm, I won't say it hasn't been scary. Like for example, yesterday, my goal was to do like as much research as I knew a lot about you, but to do more on you so I could be prepared for this interview. And something happened in our school that was frightening. And, it, and we just started school this week and I was sitting in fear and in anger and in um, frustration for most of the day. And it's a place that I think um, we as mothers will go to um, nowadays, especially um, when we have, we're living in such uncertainty. So I'm grateful I have my community. Um, I do have a community that I go to who can help me. And I'm always looking for more, so which is why I jo joined the Sober Mom Squad. Did you join it? Oh, yeah. great. I did, yes. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Great to see you there, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and so to, a community is really like the opposite of um, isolation, right? I think we all know that, those of us. So this is great. So everyone, make sure you check that out. Um, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, but Celeste, on a personal note, I just, you know, the, the last time I... Well, one of the things I did was I listened to a podcast you were on, and I'm going to be plugging him, um, Martin John from Recover Yourself. You did an interview with him. It was in November of last year. Yeah. I saw, I checked the date. You're going to be like, oh my God, Sarah's a stalker. Um, but I, I just was so compelled um, to want to talk to you even more after listening to you and hearing about where you were at and how transparent you were with what getting sober looked like for you and what sober looked like for you kind of publicly as well. Like the first couple of years I was sober, n nobody knew. No, mm -hmm. no, I didn't. I mean, I had, I, it was all, you know, right. I just had to just stick with my program. So I really, I'm really curious to know, you know, how you've been doing since that podcast. Um, you talked about, you know, mental health issues, um, some other things about the next year. And I'm sure some of those, those things have changed because of COVID, but I'm just curious to know what, what it's been like for you as you approach your th three-year anniversary. Yeah, I'm going to have to re-listen to that podcast because I'm curious. Um, last fall was a really dark time for me. Um, that was a unique um, time in my life. So I almost want to re-listen to it to hear my tone and what my thoughts were um, because I was pretty distraught. Um, I lost my father in June. Um, he passed away. And um, that summer was a lot about um, coping with that. And then fall hit and my son was in kindergarten and we put him in an, a particular school because we thought he was gonna get the special assistance. We knew he needed, he had behavior issues, um, but he was still only five. So we didn't know 
exactly what they were. And um, after less than a month, they kicked them out of school. Um, they didn't even put efforts in to work with us or him. They just called us in, made him pack up his bags and leave. And um, it was so disturbing. And then by October, we had him enrolled in our local public school. And I was just in this very dark place where, you know, all my inner demons had come back and um, I felt like this was all my fault, um, that I had failed him as a parent. Uh, I was not the mom he needed. And I was having suicidal thoughts by October. Um, and it, I was able to get through that with help and medication and therapy. Um, but November was pretty raw for me. I mean, I was definitely on the way back up, but um, that was, I, I had never had suicidal thoughts before um, that time in October last year. Um, and I will say, hands down, my sobriety saved my life because if I was drinking during that period, I would have taken action. So I am grateful that sobriety um, was with me for that journey. But um, that was the hardest, one of the hardest times of my life. Um, and um, yeah, so now I'm just, I'm just curious to see. I, I'm so much stronger now. Um, I'm on new medication. I, I'm with my therapist. I, um, I definitely feel like I have gotten through that really dark time. Um, but I guess it just goes to show that, you know, so sober sobriety and being alcohol free does not eliminate all your problems. It, um, you know, I think Laura McCallan says, um, drinking is like pouring gasoline on your anxiety. And I absolutely feel that way um, with depression too. So thank God um, I was sober during that really dark period because I just don't know where I'd be now. Um, since that time, um, my son has been fully diagnosed as severe ADHD and moderate to severe depression. Um, which is terrifying because he's six years old, but at the same time, I'm so grateful we have answers and that we can do something with this. Um, and it's just been, you know, I mean, what a roller coaster ride it is to be um, a parent of children with any sort of um, disorder, but um, I felt like for a lot of it, people were coming back to me saying, figure it out, or we can't handle it, you do something, um, or get the answers and come back to us. And there was just very little support um, for, from the, for the parent side of things. It was really frustrating for me, but I'm so thankful that throughout this journey, I can come back and say, it's not, because of my drinking, which prior, if I was drinking during this time, I would have blamed all of it on my drinking. That's because that's where 
alcohol takes you to the guilt and the and the self deprecation and i'm just so thankful that i can look further and i can see the forest from the trees and i know that this is so much bigger than parenting you know that there's there's so much more to this so um that's um i'm taking you full circle to where we are now but um that's kind of how this past year has been for me um but going on three years i do you know i feel really strong in my sobriety um in part because of my community um in part because i have already gotten through quite a bit without relapsing um and in part because i have seen firsthand that i am still here and still alive because i have not um, gone back to drinking and um i have played the tape um drinking during the pandemic would would have done me done me in over and over and over again um and that would not be the solution to any of my current problems it would just be one more really big thing to add to my problems. I love, thank you so much for being so transparent and honest. This is what this is what we need to hear. This is what we need to talk about. It helps to end stigmas. Um, I your story is mine. I I'm about a decade ahead of you, and I just want to say that you know that I did go through a period with my children um, where it was. I did not pick up, but I was sober, but I was, it was a really affecting my mental health at the time I wasn't properly medicated when my children were much younger and dealing with issues um, related to their autism and same kind of experiences where I felt, I felt like I was on an island. I felt like um, that it was hard to talk about and to be understood. Uh, I had to convince doctors of certain things and specialists of certain things. And, and, and it also took it, you know, it was stressful on my marriage, um, which thank God is solid today. And it's because I've stayed sober. It's, it's because I've kept my sobriety first. And um, my kids today, it's, I'm saying this to give people hope who have the younger children who might be struggling with um, what you shared, Celeste, um, what occurred for you last year, is that staying sober has done nothing but benefited my sons and their quality of life and how they feel about themselves, our relationships, their self-confidence, their mental health. Um, I have a relationship with my teenage son who's 17 and a half that is unlike anything I ever imagined my wildest dreams had I kept drinking I stopped when he was eight had I kept drinking I cannot imagine how horrible things would be in this household so I'm saying this as kind of a a, a plea to the moms who have the young, the young ones that are struggling, that it is so worth it to stay sober. It's, it's hard as hell. It is hard as hell at times, but when you stick with a community, like a 12-step program, like the community you put, become a part of and built, Celeste, the Sober Mom Squad, staying connected like that, um, 
is the best thing and it, it and it, it does pay off and and i can say that because i'm i am at that other side i know you know my life continues to unfold but you know okay i'll get off my soapbox now because this is now really like this this episode is about you celeste and and i want to hear a little bit more about um you before we close it up because i know your time is limited but um my, I was actually going to end with talking about COVID, but we've really touched on that mostly. And that makes a lot of sense because that's, that's the world today and it is scary. And it's great that we have the community for the support. Um, so today, um, how are you today? Like, how are you feeling today in this moment and looking into um, the future in terms of the school year and the coming year? Um, you know, I think mentally I feel pretty strong. Um, I have my, my, my good days and my not so good days, but even my not so good days are still a hundred times better than they were this time last year. Um, my, I mean, every day, you know, I've, I've been learning to just go with the flow because every day something unexpected happened. Even this morning, we got a call from school saying, because of the smoke, uh, there will be no school today. It's all distance learning. So um, it's like, you can't expect anything right now. Nothing's predictable. You just have to ride it. You just gotta ride the wave. So that's kind of my mantra right now. Um, and that's helping me. I mean, honestly, that's helping me because, I mean, structure can be really powerful, but we don't have it, not um, at this time, not the way we might like to. So um, I'm, I'm riding the wave and um, I have a great job. Um, I do marketing for a company. Um, I have a really awesome job. And I'm loving that. So I'm staying really passionate about that. I've got the Sober Mom Squad that I've been helping launch, which has got me really excited. Um, my son is in first grade now and he's doing really well. Um, yes, which is such a blessing. Um, you, you had me in tears just a couple minutes ago because last night I was laying in bed with him and he says to me, um, he says, we were talking about I had just watched a video about how um, screen time can make kids sad and depressed. And I said, you know, that scares me. It makes me not want to give you screen time. And he says, but mom, I'm always sad and depressed. And like my heart just lurched. I'm like, he's six years old. Why does he, I just don't understand why he's having this. And I'm like, well, then we need to really, um, maybe we need to take away your screen time. And he says, mommy, I've been like this since I was inside your tummy. And listening to your overcoming these hurdles, I feel like you said that specifically to me because it's what I need to hear because I get so, so terrified. Like, how is this gonna look in 10 years? Like if he's this stressed and anxious and depressed at six, what is 16 gonna look like? when he's exposed to so much more from the, from the world. Um, you know, I, I get to, I can get to really dark places. So it's so nice to hear, um, uh, just a, a positive, a positive story. 
and not what I see on my newsfeed every day, you know, not the, not the, the story's gone wrong, but actually um, life, life that, that goes right. So thank you for sharing that. I do feel like I needed to hear it. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy because I, you know, I, I, like I said before, I was once where you're at, not to say that I don't have hiccups now, but they pale in comparison to what it was like when they were little, little. And I was in very early sobriety. Um, and, um, and I always knew, like, I remember thinking when I was going through very hard times, um, and, and by no means do I want my children to feel like they were a burden or anything like that. I love my sons more than anything in the whole world. And um, there were times that I, early sobriety wanted, I was like, I don't know if I can take this. I needed that crutch that I leaned on since I was 14 years old, 14 to 39. That was my coping mechanism. And here I am trying to get new, better, healthier coping mechanisms for myself. And there were times I'm like, I just need a break for myself. And you know what? I, there were, in those moments, I thought, I know going out will make things worse for them worse for me. I've never heard anyone say that going out made things better. I only hear people coming back in who make it back alive yeah. saying it sucked out there. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Not worth it. it. Yes. And so I would hold on to that sometimes. And, and, um, and I can say from my vantage point now, I am grateful that I continue to work on myself. And that's another thing I wanted to say is like when my kids were really in, they, 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 they struggle, all three of them with anxiety, they don't struggle with it. They actually, they, they are managing life with it. Wow. And they, they have, I have, because I learned how to, you know, practice self-care. I taught them self-care. I taught them how to self-advocate. I taught them how important mental health is. It's just as important as physical health. It's just as important as, um, you know, cognitive health. It's just as important as, you know, dental health. You know, it's like talk therapy is yeah. like at the top in our family. And, um, and they love they love my, my older two go, they love it. They, it helps them so much. My oldest son, as he's applying to colleges, he's got his healthy coping mechanisms. And, you know, there was a time like eight years ago where I was like, are my kids going to be okay? Right. Um, and staying sober and making sure that my, that I'm on the right medication, which I have been for quite some time that I have the support I need, that I don't pick up, that I reach out, that I help other people, that I look for other people um, to help, that I give people like you that platform to share with what you're doing to help other women who are in the same experience. This is what we need to do. I feel so strongly in this um, it, that it's become my ministry, if you will. It's really, it's I always wondered what God wanted me to do in this life, and I have found it. And to be able to have you on my podcast, um, some somebody who has so gracefully and with, like I said, great humility, expo been so exposed as you've been getting sober. And that, I know, I mean, that helps me, and I know you're helping so many other people. So I have to thank you for that. And you you inspire me to become more comfortable with just coming out 
(laughs) coming out like this is who I am, you know, and, and life is better when we're, when we're honest and we're clear headed and we're not hung over, um, you know, it, um, and I know you surround yourself with people who know it as well. I feel like I needed to hear what you said as much as you, uh, you had having me on the show was just as important for me to talk to you um, as well. So um, I think you gave me a lot of a lot of hope <laughs> leading into today and the week and um, even the next couple of years because I think living with anxiety you tend to um, you get worst case thinking and it becomes part of your um, it's your go-to, um, and it can be dangerous. And I, I, I get that way a lot, especially with my children. So it's nice. It's really nice to hear, um, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there is, there is hope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm really glad to give that hope to you. I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And, um, it's something that I needed when I was in your spot and I I'd never, I didn't really get it that much at all ever and um, I promised myself that I would be the crystal ball when it got to that point where I could be the crystal ball for, for others um, so call me anytime if you <laughs> really <laughs> you know where to find me and uh, and um, things will be okay because you're sober yeah, thank you. Thanks, Sarah. What have been some of the greatest gratitudes that have occurred for you while in sobriety? Um, well, I mean, everything. I'm grateful for everything. Um, I'm grateful to be able to be living this life present, um, to be witnessing my children grow up, um, to, to remember what happened the evening before. I mean, things that um, I didn't necessarily have during my drinking days. Um, I'm grateful that um, everything that comes out of my mouth is me, um, 100%. It's not me under the influence. And um, that I can be authentic in anything I say or do, even uh, that you refer to a podcast from last November. I, I look forward to going back and listening to that because that was me, my authentic self last November. And I'm not sitting here um, sweating, thinking, oh God, what did I say? You know, what did I, you know, do I have anything I regret? Um, whereas during my drinking days, that was me every single day. What did I say the night before? Did I do anything I'd regret? Um, are my kids still breathing? I mean, things that I can wake up to at these mornings today and not even think twice about, but it's, it consumes me during my days of drinking um, and the guilt factor that consume me. I, don't, I can live my life 
and notice everything. And I notice the little things. I had a little thing pop up on my messages yesterday saying, what are you gonna miss about your children this time next year? And I was thinking, oh, what it, what'll it be? And I was just thinking my four-year-old, he still has that baby voice. And I'm like, I wonder if this time next year he'll still have the baby voice. And this is, you know, these are all, it's another level of life that you miss when you're under the influence. And um, it's, it's so, it's, it's just, um, it's like 4, 4D or 5D living that you just don't get when you are numbing yourself. And that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful to be experiencing that next level of life um, that we miss when, we, um, when we're still uh, drinking. Um, that's, that's the beautiful part about life. It's, it's catching the butterfly when it flies by. Um, it's the present stage of life that, um, that we, get, we get to experience um, as sober moms and women. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you know, I hope and pray that other moms can jump on board this train of sobriety because it is a beautiful one. And, um, and we don't miss out on what our children are doing and our relationships blossom, they get better, they get healed. Um, and our world is suffering right now. Our world is very sick. And I think if we can be a part of that movement where we can get better and heal, we're healing our children and we're subsequently healing the world. So Celeste Yvonne, thank you so much for your time today. This was such a pleasure for me. Thank you, Sarah. You're amazing and all the best to you. And I hope we can talk again real soon. Thank you. This was really wonderful. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you to my guest and all of you for listening. I hope what you heard inspires you to look for and recognize the gifts of sobriety. Sober Gratitudes, a podcast dedicated to delivering messages of hope through true stories of recovery. A sober life is possible if you truly want it. Thank you.